Um, and welcome, lifers, to another episode of Because Life Can Be a Niche Podcast. Thank you so much for coming into the living room with us or into my reading nook today because I'm actually not in my living room. Just decided to record up here and continue the conversation. Uh, and we're just going to get right into it. You guys know what to do if you're watching this on YouTube. Go ahead and hit like and subscribe and share it. Uh, it's free. It's not going to cost you anything to send it to anybody. So we would greatly appreciate your support with that. And um, you know how to get at me on social media at Katie Bryant Writes. That's at Katie Bryant Writes. The blog is katiebryantwrites.com. Uh, Life Unfolding. We always try to put some content out there that's a little different. I do everything. I'm a mom. I'm divorced. I cook. I run behind kiddos. I'm a taxi driver and I work full time and I write. Uh, so a lot going on, but uh, grateful for every moment of it. And uh, today, you know how we start? Always start with some tea. But, uh, and I mean real tea, not like tea, like, but like, you know, tea. So uh, this is uh, today's tea will not be, it will not be tea. I'm not even going to pretend like, oh, I'm having such and such. Um, I'm not, but uh, you guys know this is not a teacup, but it's my cup and I love it. And it is filled with water, pure HTO. I've been trying to um, really just have just a clean day. No, no, nothing going into my system today that just wasn't just pretty much clean. So I've been sipping on water all day. I'm not even going to pretend like I had tea or I was going to drink tea because I'm not. Um, so that's that. I'm not even going to hold it because I'm like, well, I sip water. I, I can do that later. I've been drinking water all day. Uh, but I wanted to just pop on here today to continue the conversation uh, from last, from the last episode last week. And I talked about, you know, dating after divorce and, you know, being ready and making sure that you have your stuff together so that you know that you're ready. And today, you know, I'm just going to follow that up because I had some questions like, well, you know, you said you took time and, you know, how did you know you were ready and, you know, what time did you take off and, you know, what were you doing while you were waiting to get ready to date again? And um, that's a great question. And so we're just going to get into that today. And I'm going to be as transparent as I possibly can because I was listening to um, one of my favorite artists, uh, two of my favorite artists, late... Uh, Leela James and Avery Sunshine on, on the Hey Sunshine show. And last night they talked about um, not editing yourself uh, to protect people's feelings and to, you know, when you're talking, you try to make sure, well, let me not say that or let me watch what I say. And that hit, you know, really that hit home for me because I sometimes tend to not necessarily edit, but I hold back because... You know, I'm like, well, you know, I have kids and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or, you know, people, people know who they are. I mean, it's not like it's it's not like I came from another planet and I'm talking about experiences in my life that involve people from Mars. I mean, they they're they're here on Earth. They know who they are. And, and I'm sure my story is pretty clear on who I'm addressing or what I'm talking about. But that uh, struck with me because the whole point is to have a conversation and to. Uh, have a community like that where we share and we grow and we learn. I love hearing from 
you guys and and getting the questions and you asking me and it's so easy to be so transparent when you're just inboxing someone or responding to a dm but um when you're putting it down on video you know you just sometimes you do you do edit and i'm like let me make a point not to do that so anyway um the question straightforward you know what did i do in the wait uh while i was waiting to uh basically after my divorce you know that wait time that holding period of what was happening and i've been very honest i have shared this before but for those who haven't heard uh i thought after my divorce that and i got divorced in 2015 by the way and so i thought that things were going to be a certain way in terms of dating life and and being able to get back out there and and just having this I don't know I just I don't know what I expected but I expected it to be more glamorous and like well I know I've been out of the game for a while I was married nine years I dated seven we dated seven years before we got married so you're looking at a very long time of being out of the game I'm like well I know I've been out of the game but you know surely it's not that hard and things have not changed that much I was wrong. They have totally changed from what it used to be. And and that it, it didn't matter even if they hadn't changed. It it wouldn't have mattered anyway with what I had going on. Um and so I've shared I shared the last episode that I had a problem with being alone. Uh that was just something that I didn't do well. I, I was not one of those people, even, I mean, when I was younger, like, when I, if I first started, like, dating, like, seriously dating, um, I was never alone long. I mean, if I had a breakup or I broke up with someone, I always, you know, very quickly moved on to the next relationship. And at the time when you're young, you're thinking, oh, that's, you know, I just, just move on. I mean, that's how I... I didn't realize I was coping by just going right into another relationship or starting to see someone else. I didn't see that then at the time. And so my whole life, my entire M.O. Uh, up until I got married was I always had, you know, a place to go if I needed to. It's like there was never a time when I spent a lot of time alone. And when I sat down and really thought about it, I really can't remember like how long did I stay broken up before I was seeing someone again or talking to somebody you know that's what we used to do back in the day y'all that's updating myself like um we used to call it talking to somebody who are you talking to and then you know you'd go from talking to somebody to actually dating them so that was how it all started that's how it all started going down was I was just not that girl I you were not gonna find me without a man just and it wouldn't even be like you know it wasn't like I was in these streets I wasn't like I was for these streets and loose I would go from one serious relationship like years and then into another relationship that became serious that was years it, it was like it wasn't like I was just hopping from guy to guy like oh just so I'm with him a month or two and no these were long-term relationships that did not have a whole lot of downtime in between so if we broke up 
and you thought you were going to come back, if you didn't make it back within that short time frame, I don't even know if it was three months, you were fresh out because I'd already moved on to somebody else. Didn't realize then that was so unhealthy and so not the thing to do. Had no clue how jacked up that was, but that's that was who I was. That's what I did. And so I guess coming out of the divorce, even though I'm knowing that I've been out of the dating market for a very long time, I think I thought it would be very easy to get back in because there were people who, you know, around the same age and, you know, people I knew, maybe I even dated before who were still single or had gotten divorced as well or weren't married. And so, you know, there was, there were options, I thought, uh, for, you know, entertaining, if nothing else, just to have somebody to talk to, uh, just somebody to vibe with, especially when you're dealing with people who are like, oh, you're divorced now? Me too. Oh, well, you know, maybe we should try to rekindle. I mean, fixie Jesus, that, that definitely was the wrong thing to do. And I remember praying and when I got out of uh, when I got divorced and got out of my marriage I remember praying to God to uh heal me and heal the hurt and 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 strengthen me and and, and make me a better person and to forgive me for whatever I had done to uh to get us to the point where we were divorced too because like I shared, it doesn't matter what the other person was doing that warranted divorce. It still requires you to, it takes two people to sign those papers. And I wanted it to be revealed to me, like, where did I mess up? Like, okay, what did I, what did I not do? What, where was I faulty? Where could I have been a better wife? I wanted those things revealed to me because I needed to go out of this brokenness into the next with a better attitude, a better perspective, a posture for, um, for, I guess, divine love. Like I never thought that I might be, I guess, alone. And I don't know. I mean, I'm dating. I don't know where that's going to go. So you can't say, well, you know, I'm getting married next month. It's not like that. Um, but I never thought or even suspected that I would die alone because I divorced, you know, at, at that age or whatever. So already I was kind of going to God like, okay, prepare me, you know, where, call me out, basically fix me, Lord. And, and I, I didn't think he was going to answer me the way he did, I guess. Um, because one thing about divorce, especially with women is, and I'm not going to, it's not even divorce. I'm just say breakups, whatever it is. I mean, when you heard, hear the song, when a woman's fed up, there's, there's nothing you can do. Um, th there's a lot of truth in that with women. Um, uh, and I'll just speak for me. Uh, there's a lot of truth in that with me. So often women tend to have already made up their minds months before a decision is ever made, months before the lawyer is ever called, you already know that this is not going to work. Whether you're dating or whether you're married, you know 
well in advance and you start preparing yourself mentally, you start preparing your heart for, you know, I know that I will be in a state of we're broken up at this point. Whereas I think sometimes guys, it doesn't really hit them that it's over until they sign the papers or they see the papers, much more tangible thing. Whereas a woman is in her head, like already done. And when your mind is there and you're just, you're just walking through, you know, trying, you're hoping it works. You're hoping that, that, you know, it can be salvaged, but in the back of your mind, you're still like, if this doesn't change, if this doesn't happen, if, if these things don't happen, this is where I'm going to be. You, you already getting your heart posture, posture there. And even, I would even say hardening your heart a, a little bit too. And becoming indifferent, which is also, I learned, unhealthy. <laughs> I didn't know it at the time. Um, but I've always operated that way too. So just that in itself and, and how you get there. And so, of course, when, when it came time and the divorce happened and there, that's it, you know, I'm single. I knew that I wasn't going to be like in three months dating someone. I knew that it wouldn't be in six months dating someone um, and not in a serious relationship. I did not expect it to be uh, pretty much almost three years. And I think that's where I, that's where my mouth got flung open because I was just like, in a year's time, I'll be ready and I'll be dating again. And then while, and while I wait, I'll be, you know, talking to somebody or, you know, entertaining people on the phone. Mm. Okay. That's, that was my plan. That's what I thought. But I'd also forgotten that I asked God to fix me and reveal to me where, you know, make, make my next better, help me to be a better, uh, support some better partner better better spouse if it gets to that help me to be a better mate um reveal to me where my flaws are and, and what i've done see i've forgotten that i even mentioned that to god because you know he's just okay very good anything else and he's taking notes and he's got the receipts and then here i am out here thinking but while I, while you work on that and, and take care of that, I'll be I'll be over here. I'll I'll be talking to such and such on the phone, or I'll be you know doing whatever, having tea, or somebody's gonna take me to to dinner. I'll I'll be doing that while you figure out that for me and fix it for me, fix me without fixing me. I don't know what I I don't know what I thought, and and it took. Um, and it started off now like I thought it would, you know, calls here and there. Oh, so I see you're posting. You don't have, you know, your husband's not in any of your photos. That's how people, that's how folks slide to you, see. Oh, I, I noticed you with your, your boys all the time. <laughs> be, be ready for that. If, if that's where you headed and if you were, if you're headed for a divorce, if you're divorced, be ready for folks to slide to you like that. Like, you know, I've, I've noticed 
you're by yourself. And so, you know, the, the usual suspects who I thought would be calling or coming around did. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly how I thought it would be. It's comfortable. I know these folks. I dated them before or there's always been an interest there. And now maybe this is an opportunity to rekindle. So totally like still, you know, within that, the six month time frame of, of coming out of divorce, you know, within like six or seven months, still too soon. Um, but I didn't know how soon it was until, you know, I found out. <laughs> and so all of these calls, you know, coming in and, and I was feeling good about it. Like it's a confidence booster really, because you're like, okay, I haven't been out here. I've picked up some weight. Um, I'm worn down looking because it's, it's been really stressful. It was stressful for me. And so I let myself physically, uh, just kind of not taking care of me. Like I should have been not, not kind of, I wasn't, um, and so I'm feeling good about these contacts. And then all of a sudden, this one started clowning and, you know, found out some stuff about this person that wasn't being honest with me about something. And I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. That ain't cool. You know, fine. Let me move on. I, there are still other people who are interested and then this person is just talk, 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 no action, just talking a lot. And then and I'm realizing, like, I see why we didn't work out. I see why we're not together. <laughs> and then, you know, I even had people just, like, up and get married. Like, just literally, I mean, it wasn't, like, right then within those six months, but literally people just married and just, poof, they were gone. And it was just me and God. And so I shared on my on the episode last week, or maybe the week before that, like God was like, No, you you gonna spend some time with me. And this is how we're gonna we're gonna fix you by you spending some time with me. And I just didn't think that was gonna be the solution. I I, I really thought that I could go to God with like, okay, I'm hurt over the loss of my marriage. I'm hurt over, you know, how my kids are handling it or dealing with it. They're not taking this very well. So that is, I'm grieving. I was grieving that, how my children were handling it. I was grieving the change because even though my ex and I were divorcing, we were still pretty cool people as friends. And, but there's a change that happens when you divorce, you're not, you're not you're not cool like that. You you you're cool, but not cool. Like it was. It's just a difference. There is there is a, a there's definitely stages that you go through to get to the point of where you're not you know angry or you're not bitter or you're not regretful, whatever it is. But we weren't we weren't like the machine because even though we our marriage wasn't working, we were great roommates, and and so the roommate situation is no longer there and and I'm navigating now I'm solely responsible for getting them to school for picking them up for getting this and getting that and so I'm dealing with all that and at the same time my father um had just the year before been diagnosed with colon cancer and at this point 
was beating it and doing well. I mean, he he ended up find we ended up finding out that it was we anyway. It's that's that's another episode. We thought it was all gone with the surgery, and then a few months later, we come back and it was stage four, and it metastasized. But even and he even came out of that strong and taking chemo and, and doing well. So, but I'm still dealing with that. So I'm dealing with the grieving, not the loss of my dad or even the pending loss. Cause at the time I, I didn't know that that was the road we would be taking in a few years. I was grieving my dad, not being who he was, the strong man that he was just able to do all these things. And, you know, seeing him, uh, scared and, sick and wondering if he's going to be around to see the kids grow up. And so I'm dealing with all of these things. Got a, got myself a therapist, but um, slammed into a point of grief uh, that I didn't see coming. I, I didn't see all, all bets were off. Nobody, um, and I just I see a call coming through. I'm going to stop that. I turn off notifications, but make sure. I mean, all bets were completely off. And all of the suitors, y'all watch Bridgerton, all the suitors were gone. <laughs> Nobody calling on me. I had no callers. Ooh. And for someone who navigated their entire life around always having a caller. There were none, baby. I was by myself. It was a drought unlike any other. And I distinctly remember, and I was sitting right here in this chair, because this is my, this is one of my prayer chairs too. I have plenty of places where I can just go get in the corner and pray. But this right here is one of my prayer chairs. And I remember sitting here praying and God is, it's as if God like answered me as if he was sitting like right next to me like that's how clear it was it was not and and it wasn't like an audible voice but it was such a powerful internal like let me get you together right now let me get your let me get you straight right now kind of thing um that i just didn't i just don't think i saw that i did not see that coming and he was like, none of them can see you. Yeah, you're a great woman. They think you're great. They don't even know why they can't call you. They cannot see you. They don't see who you are anymore. Like, it wasn't like they can't see me. Like, you can't see me on Facebook or you can't come by the house. It was like, they can't see you like who I am. They can no longer see that because you're going to spend some time with me. And I just broke down and cried like a newborn baby. Just, oh my gosh, I cried, y'all. I mean, you asking what I did in the wait, I cried a lot. Um, because in that crying and that release, it was not just, it wasn't even about being alone. It wasn't even about those people. It wasn't even about those guys. Everything that I had been masking and holding in and not talking about and not sharing and, and not truly addressing came up. And so it was like a purge of 
all the things that could have possibly had me in tears had me just some kind of way. And and I cried in this chair a lot. I cried driving. I cried doing whatever. And I knew then there was nobody, nowhere to go. But, I mean, I was as low as I could possibly be because I was hurting. I wasn't telling anybody. I wasn't going to my mom crying about my dad being sick because she's going through trying to deal with it. I wasn't going to tell, cry to dad. I'm not going to go to the kids like, I'm so sad that y'all are sad. It was nowhere to go but in this room with God. And that's exactly where he wanted me. And that's what I asked for. I just didn't think the answer would be, you ain't going to have nobody. You ain't going to be dating nobody. You're not going to be talking to anybody. You're going to be focused on me. And we're going to do this thing for a couple of years until we figure out your where your heart posture needs to be so that you can truly, fully love the way I design love to be and not the way you've been out here doing it. Just moving on, moving on, moving on. And and so that put me in a point of prayer. And, you know, what I was doing in the way, I, I've always had a prayer life, but nothing like, nothing like what I was praying. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, I mean, up at 5 a.m., if I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and couldn't sleep, I would come in here praying. I was constantly praying and asking God, I'm hurting. Lord, fix it. And he, and he heard me. I know he did because he would always, you know, give me signs that, oh, I hear you. I get confirmation when I ask something. Oh, get the answer. Be like, I know you hear me, but I'm still hurting. But I needed to hurt. I needed to feel that because I never really felt the loneliness or being alone really before. And so we walked through that for a minute. And while I was doing that, I was journaling everything. My, I wrote my prayers down so that I would be honest. And, and that's something that is, it blessed me is to be able to write my prayers out because I found that if I would just sit and talk to God, I would sometimes edit because that's what I do. I don't know if y'all do that. That's what I tend to do is edit things. And so I started journaling and I, I was so much more raw and more honest when I wrote it down. It's like I had no filter. Like I just poured it all out, like just giving out the deepest secrets. And I started, I changed my prayer game too, um, where it was like prayer hour. And the church that I, I used to attend, you know, had this lesson on how to pray and how you break it down into like 60 minutes which I mean of course it just tell you how to start with praise and worship start off with confession start off with things it was a wonderful foundation uh, which led me to and it, my prayer we were never 60 minutes because you I would enjoy it so much and be having so such a good time with me and me and Jesus that it would last way longer than that. I would sometimes look up and it's two hours in or three hours in, or I would just sit outside and pray and it would be four hours, you know, where I'm just outside just writing and just thinking and just that. But I needed every bit of that. Every bit of spiritual therapy I, that I had, I needed all of it. There there was nothing that happened that shouldn't have happened that I did need to happen. And And journaling, definitely writing down my feelings because I would, and I had books and books. When I say stacks on stacks on stacks, oh, Lord, I know, I mean, thick journals just filled with me writing. And I and I saved those because some days I would just look back and be like, 
I remember that day I was upset and I asked God about this. And then maybe it might be in a few pages. It might be in the next journal that where the answer came. And that changed my prayer game, changed my life. And, and you know, doing what we do. At first, when I first got divorced, the first things I started reading, I was shamed, y'all. Because, you know, we had a family account with uh, Amazon or whatever, Kindle. And so everybody's logged into the account so you can see what they can see what you're reading. So if the kids were reading kids stuff, I would be, like, moving my titles and hiding them because I was reading, you know, how to how to know if how to make a man desire you and how to know if, if you know, you're the one and, and, you know, how to be, you know, the desired woman. All these kinds of help, help, self-help, a hot mess. I read, like, five of them, like... And some things I did get good information from, like how to have fair arguments and how to have, how to express yourself in relationships. Some were good, but most of them were just like uh, some mess, you know. And I finally let all that go, and I picked up um, Dr. Tony Evans' book, Detours. And just because I felt like my whole life had been detoured, and that book took me to another level. That That blessed me beyond oh my goodness, a game changer. And I continue to read things that fed my soul. I picked up um, Crystal uh, Evans-Hurst, uh, She's Still There, and um, Priscilla Shearer, just, I mean, his daughters, of course, but I just started reading books that fed me and fed my soul and then even fed my professional life and, and started, you know, books on business and, and all of that. And I wrote a play. So... Because one thing these dating books did say was, you know, if you don't have anything to do, you need to be busy. You need to be busy building your life, living your life and moving on. You're not waiting for some guy to call or waiting for anything to work out or waiting for whatever. You know, you need to be doing what you do, which is handling your business. And God had given me a play years, years beforehand. And I just kept procrastinating, procrastinating. And he got it out of me because even then he was speaking to me like, I mean, how long are you going to sit on this? And so I was writing. If I wasn't journaling or praying or reading, I was writing like all the time, like in the morning, late at night. I'll be up two or three o'clock in the morning, just cranking this play out. I'm still shopping this play, by the way. So anybody out there want to put a stage play on, it's going to be the bomb. It's going to be so good. Y'all come, you know, somebody holler at me, tell somebody about me. But I finished the whole play. I mean, and started on other projects and, and all these other things. And all of that, just taking care of myself physically, I joined the gym. I've shared that before. Um, and I'm happy if you guys want to know more about what I did, because um, it's not like I'm Miss Olympia. But I am five foot three, and at my heaviest, I was at, I want to say, 167. And I have a small frame, and so I'm like short with 167 on me. I'm not one of those people who carries weight well. Some people look great, uh, but I don't carry weight well at all. And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, mm -mm. the day I signed my divorce papers, I went to the gym and, and said, okay, I've got to take control of my health, not because it was just about how I felt, how I looked, Mostly because I was hassling to get up the stairs. I was trying to run and play with the kids and I felt I felt unhealthy and I knew that I wasn't where I should be. 
And so I started that. I invested in me. It cost me money to join this gym, uh, money that now that I'm a single income household, not necessarily that I had a whole lot of money to go towards that, but I, I did. I just started doing things that would take me to the next level. And, and I changed my hair. I got highlights for the first time in my life. You know, they say when people break up or they go through something, they either lose a lot of weight or gain a lot of weight and they go out and do something drastic or crazy to their hair. I did. I did all of that because it was cathartic for me um, to just see myself in a different light. And I started running. Um, running to me, y'all, saved me um, because it gave me uh, something that I didn't like to do. I, I, I like doing a lot of stuff. Running wasn't on the top of my list, but in addition to my boot camp, you know, I had a half marathon coming and I'm like, never, never run a half marathon. And my friends, you know, talked me into doing that. Shout out to Terry because she was like, you can do it. So, you know, Terry Ditch, thank you so much. Um, and so I had goals and I, it, it became about me being better. So in my weight, in my time. Uh, and still crying sometimes because it hurt. It hurt to, you know, the perceived rejection, even though God had already revealed to me, they can't see you. They're not coming after you. You're spending time with me. It was still, you know, there were moments when the flesh just took over and said, oh, nobody wants you. You got here. You divorced. You've been married. You got two children. Your your life is over. So there, there were times when it was like that. And I was like, oh, I don't want to die alone. And then what what I got in place that was you're not alone. Even if I never marry again, even if I never date again, I have a fulfilled life that I learned in the weight that was possible. I never would have thought if I had not gone through those heart lessons, I never would have thought it was even possible because I was just always used to having someone to lean on. And I I got growed up. God was like, you don't need anybody but me. And, and I can get you where you need to be. And I can put you in places where you need to go. And I'm going to put people in your life that are going to grow you. And, and you're going to thank me for this time. And I'd be doggone if, if it didn't work over time. And it took a while, y'all. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you. Oh, it was quick. Oh, I found such as a. Ain't none of that by myself. Um, so I, I'm not even trying to pretend like it was quick because it wasn't. And and I was praying and I was already in prayer. So I was like, God gonna fix it because blah blah blah. And I didn't think God would take that long to fix it. I really did. Um. But I'm glad he did because he got out of me what he needed from me. He needed me to go for it with the gift he had given me. He had given me words. He had given me the play. He had given me all these creative ideas. He had taken all these ideas that I had been journaling and just writing down and stories and, and, and all the things that he was saving up. He's like, start writing again. Start blogging again. I started blogging again. I literally had stopped. I mean... When I was married, I mean, I put so many things on hold or just stopped doing them to just, you know, immerse myself into motherhood. 
And all of those things came back. And God was like, I never wanted you to, to squander your gift. I never wanted you to put down those journals. I always wanted you to make room for, for your life as a whole because I see you as so much more than a mom, as so much more than a wife, as so much more than a divorcee. You are this and you're, you're thinking you're this and you don't need anybody sitting here next to you to validate that. I've already validated you. So in the weight, that's what I got. You know, I got a stronger prayer game. Ooh, a stronger prayer life for real. Um, that, that opened up a relationship with God that he, he's been waiting on me, been waiting on me to talk to me like that. And, and I could finally hear him because I was in a place of brokenness that there was nothing else, nobody else to distract me. <laughs> so, and I wrote and I focused on my gifts that God had given me. And I started growing my business and, and, and taking, you know, doing a website and putting my blog on an actual website and then finishing a play and doing all the things that give me joy, that fulfill me. And I was, you know, still getting therapy, making sure my kids were in therapy. So I'm also still, you know, getting myself healthy mentally and getting the tools that I needed to deal with life as a single mom, as a divorced mom, whatever you want to call it. I was out here, you know, basically navigating life for my children and I had all the tools and now I got my body right and just started getting stronger and healthier. And everybody's like, oh, you, you fell off. I did y'all. I got too skinny, um, way too small. But that was not my intent. It was because I was running, training for marathons. When you're running 13 miles, half marathons, and you're running 8 miles, 10 miles, you might fall off to nothing. And even my daddy was like, mm, ain't no man going to want you. You look sick. You, you too thin. So, you know, that in itself, again, people keep on calling me. Why everybody calling me today? Look, look, see, look how things change. Phone just ringing. It's my cousin. It wasn't like this. It's just my cousin. But anyway, um, I, I got very small, too small even. So I started, you know, them to go back, hit the weights, you know, change my eating because obviously I was running. Running was so much therapy for me. So that, you know, in itself. But I got my, my health. I got my endurance back. And I was strong. I mean, I had muscles. I still do. But, you know, just I, I could feel myself stronger. Like I go outside right now and I can play basketball with these kids. They don't know what they don't see me coming. First of all, because I ain't never really played basketball, but I can still ha I can hoop with them. I can handle them. And that in itself, just that's what I did in the wait, y'all. That's where I was while I was waiting. I was serving, um, joined different groups and served uh, outside of just attending church, but actually serving in ministries, you know, came a part of a small group, just doing things to fill my life so that my life would be fulfilled by serving and, and, and get bringing out the best in me and, and showing up as the woman that God called me to be that I was too blind to see or just too lazy to try for. And it wouldn't have happened had I not been in that low place of just 
alone. Not lonely because after a while, it wasn't even loneliness. I was just alone and I was fine. And at that time, that's when God was like, now you're ready. Now you're whole. Now you can handle dating. Now you can handle what's out here in this world because you don't know what these dating streets, they, they have changed, my friend. And, you know, just that, that's it. That's what I, that's what happened to me in the wait, y'all. Um, it was nothing uh, glamorous. It was, I don't think, because I'm not a crier. I don't even know if my closest friends know how much I've cried uh, in this time. Uh, because I wasn't only just praying for me to fix me, but I was also praying and standing in the, in the gap for my father and my mom, who was his caregiver, and my children um, and how they were dealing. So that's it. That's, y'all ask what happened. I hope I could put it all in in a short period of time and be as transparent as I can possibly be. Um, but that's what got me through and got me to the place where now I can handle a breakup and be broken up and be okay. Uh, I've been through one in a relationship that, you know, I really was putting, you know, putting everything, putting my best in and we ended up breaking up. And for months, you know, it was like, hmm, not once did I think, oh, who's going to call me? Or uh, I was so busy, y'all. I had been so busy doing, handling my business, taking care of these children and, and enjoying life. Even, even through the pandemic, um, still making sure that I'm, I'm doing everything that I can possibly do to be be my best, to bring my best self everywhere. I mean, focusing on my job, focusing on uh, my play and everything else, just that's it. And I never would have handled, I wouldn't have been able to come out here in these grown-up streets, the way y'all out here running these dating streets. I wouldn't have been equipped, I'd have been eating alive. I come out thinking what I could was doing back in 1998 and 99 or 2003, you know, mm -mm. y'all, y'all got something new for us, for, for those of us who've been out of the dating game, y'all done changed the whole game and it's all brand new. Uh, and I wouldn't have been ready. I'm ready now. Um, and, and I'm ready no matter what, no matter what happens, whether I'm married whether I'm single for the rest of my life, I'm, I'm where I need to be. And it, it never would have happened if it hadn't been what happened during the wait time, during that, that period. So divorce 2015, started dating again in 2018, and here we are in 2021, and I'm enjoying life. Uh, so no, not what I expected, but exactly what... Um, I need it. And I prayed and asked for it and got it. I just, it just didn't come like I thought it was. <laughs> I wanted to go back to God like, no, what I had said was fix it. Like, poof, magic it up. Magic this hurt. Magic this hurt away. And God's like, you know I don't do that. <laughs> you, know, you know that ain't me. So it's, here we are. Um, and, and, I, and I hope this helps somebody. Uh, but I hope it answered the question because, you know, 
that that is it I, that's all i got y'all um I, I the weight was definitely a proving ground and a, and a, and a time of pruning uh for me and i'm grateful for it and that's all I've got, y'all. I thank you guys for riding with me in the living room, coming, doing life with us, baby. Thank you, lifers. I so appreciate all of you, and I value you. When you send questions, that helps me because at least I know that what I'm saying, I don't care if it's just one person, if what I'm saying matters or it, it helps you in any way or you think it could help someone else, share it, like it. Um, it's not going to cost you anything to support. Uh, but definitely share it and subscribe and come on and do life with us. Uh, we have a good time talking. I mean, you'll see guests on here. And I, I believe this conversation uh, is, is the perfect segue to our guest that I have coming on uh, soon, like in a week or two. So, I mean, I can't wait for you guys to experience that too so it won't just be me just running my mouth i will have a special guest you guys got to stay tuned to hear about it I'll, I'll be posting about it and sharing more as we get closer to that date but in the meantime you guys as always be good to yourselves and be good to each other and i will see you in the living room baby with the lifers when i see you